Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, fighting our hangovers this morning. It's Friday. <laughs> we had our Chiefs happy hour last night at the Blue Room, and we'll get into that probably next hour. But before we get into that, there is a much more pressing matter that we must discuss, and that is the British Open. Indeed we do. And I think we're seeing a, a classic example of the young bucks coming into the the golf world and, and sports world, period, and really making a name for themselves. Cameron Young had the lead after the first round. Now, he hasn't played yet today, and the the field is a little bit later teeing off. It's all, of course, based on time, but there's a six-hour difference between central time and the time for the Open in Great Britain. But Cameron Young had the lead yesterday with an eight under par. This St. Andrews course is uncharacteristically dry and is really playing fast. All that is good because there's some very good scores. At the moment, Taylor Gooch has come on and shot very well today, so he's going to be up there in the leaderboard. What about Tiger Woods? Well, he was six over par yesterday. That's a 78. Started off today with a birdie and bogeyed the next hole. So he's back to six over again. Tiger is just simply not in the groove. Of course, he is 46 years old, and he's compromised. Although, watching him walk the course yesterday, he's walking at a much better gait than he had been. But still, his game isn't sharp. And it's not sharp because he hasn't played. He's only been playing in the majors. You can go out and practice, which is fine. You have to practice every single day. But until you're in the heart of competition, it begins to catch up with you. And I think it has with him. He'll have to really, really play well today to make the cut. And it'll be interesting, but I guarantee you, you and I aren't going to be waking up at uh, midnight tonight to watch any of it. That's when I'm going to bed. All right. So uh, we also had an announcement in the kingdom yesterday. A guy who blocked up front for us for a very long time, helped us win a Super Bowl, is officially hanging it up. And you can't blame him at all. You're making reference to Mitchell Schwartz who is a really, really good player. Five years with the Chiefs, four with the Cleveland Browns. They're the ones who originally got him out of California, University of California. Uh, Schwartz is a very bright guy. He's also a very large human being. He's 6'5", 320. And in his prime, he was one of the key figures on the Chiefs' offensive line. But developed back problems. He had back surgery. I noticed yesterday he said upon announcing his retirement that the second surgery finally has relieved some not all, but some of the pain down his leg of the sciatic injury. And he is feeling better because of that. But hey, it's time. He's 33 years old. Time to go. And he's a fine player. He's probably a future Chiefs Hall of Fame. I would definitely feel like he's going to be somewhere in one arrowhead drive in the future, especially for what he did to help us win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's funny. We are at the thing last night, and even Danon, you know, got, got drafted in Major League Baseball. And you hear that so often, especially with pro football players. Mahomes could have played Major League. It's it's the Major League Baseball when it comes to the draft, they'll pick up kids, you know, for when they're in high school, whether they're in college, and they kind of sit on the draft and then they decide if they want to play for them or not. I give me the short answer on how this all works. Well it's interesting because you can play another pro sport. Um, Russell Wilson's another one. Great example. He's New York yep. Yankees. Yeah. He he never could make a decision. He went and played in the Yankees farm system his first couple of years in pro football. Now, you run into a, these days, in this particular genre that we're talking about now, you run into a time differential because training camp is going to interfere with baseball. But you had Deion Sanders, who played both sports. 
It is possible, and these guys are multi-talented athletes. I love Danon because uh, he frankly admits that he loved baseball. Loved it. Milwaukee Brewers farm system. He adored the game, would have played it, but he had the chance to make the big money first. And that is, in fact, where a lot of these guys, when they make their decision, that's the focal point. I can make it now. Do I have to wait around and wait? Now, if he did, and he's a good player, he's going to be making more over a period of time, but you're also taking a big chance. Yeah, you are. And who knows, especially the longer you go through it, the chances are you could get hurt on down the line. Never going, know. <laughs> but in pro football, you get hurt your first year. Who knows? But uh, we got the draft happening right now or what? This is a Major League Baseball draft. It begins on Sunday. Now, it used to be that the Major League Baseball draft went for as long as those individuals and teams wanted to draft. It went up to 60, 65 rounds. <laughs> it was Mike Piazza, the Hall of Famer uh-huh. from the New York Mets. He was in the 61st round. So it, there's a, it's an un, unqualified science, so to speak. <laughs> but your number one draft choices are going to be pretty good. Uh, we see the kid here, uh, Jordan Walker, for the Springfield Cardinals, yeah. who's a number one. There's also another number one who was with the uh, – we've had several number one draft choices mm-hmm. down here. Mike McGreevy, who's pitching now, was a number one last year. Anyway, that's beside the point. The draft works this way now. It used to be all encompassed over one day. Now it is three days. They have looked, they being Major League Baseball, at basketball and football, especially football. Well, wait a minute. If these people can drag it out, so can we. So the draft begins on Sunday night in Los Angeles, and that's the first round. So that means all the 30 teams will draft in the first round, and then that's it. Now, the, the draft now is only 20 rounds. That's all you go. So the next nine rounds will be Monday night. And the final nine rounds, or actually ten, I guess it would be the final ten rounds, that will be on Tuesday, but probably during the day because the All-Star Games at night, mm. you want the TV audience. <laughs> and it's not a bad, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, to kind of lead into the All-Star break with that is not a bad idea, and at least they're taking a, a page out of the old NFL marketing team's book. So it was Game 3 against the Dodgers for the Cardinals yesterday, and the first two games definitely mirrored each other and how they went down if that happened again i probably would have been wearing my tinfoil hat when you came in this morning but luckily well not luckily unluckily for the cardinals it didn't happen yeah and i'm afraid that is uh, symbolic of their inconsistent attack yeah the first game was seven to six and the cardinals held on to win that one uh, two nights ago was seven to six it was the dodgers coming from six to nothing down to win breaks your heart man that doesn't happen that should not happen they should have that series and last night, Dodgers went at 4 nothing, and there's, I think, again, a point that we talk about, and that's how inconsistent the St. Louis attack is. On some nights, they're pretty good. Last night, they're facing Tyler Anderson, who's not a kid. God, he's been around for several years. Uh, Rockies, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, 32-year-old lefty, not overpowering. He's just kind of a crafty pitcher, and he shuts down the Cardinals. Shuts them down. This is a lineup that has Albert in there and has Goldschmidt and these people. Holds them to five hits. I think he struck out maybe four or five somewhere around there, which is not an overwhelming number. But he had the Cardinals hitting his off-speed stuff, and that made the difference. Meanwhile, the Dodgers didn't exactly knock the cover off the ball. Gavin Lux had a two-run homer. But you have to have that consistency to make it work. 
and uh, that bothers me about the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They do not. Now, they do play. The Cardinals do open up a series tonight with the Cincinnati Reds in St. Louis. Cincinnati's not very good. They should own that one. This is a big opportunity for the Cardinals to get well prior to the All-Star break. Yeah, and they definitely need to uh, right the ship a little bit, but... It is scary when you see a complete team like the Dodgers coming to town, and that's really what your competition is going to be in September, October. In the playoffs. And uh, not too good. So we'll see what happens. How about the Royals? How do you explain this? Here is a Royals team that's down 10 players, almost all of them starters, heavy hitters, all that, going to Toronto. These players are not with the team because they have not been vaccinated, and that is the rule. All right, they're out. And the Royals win. Oh, yeah, they do. How can that happen? <laughs> well, that's baseball, folks. That's the way it works. Royals win 3-1 to one up in Toronto with a fractured lineup. Uh, Edward Olivares, who's not a kid. He's been around. He played down here in the AA farm system a number of years ago. He had, he had three hits. It's just one of those things. You get into the rhythm. Now, there are three more games to go in this series. The Royals going to be able to pull this off and win three more with a team of 16 I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Kansas City does get the win. That's good. And the Springfield Cardinals. Hey, folks, they are tearing the cover Hell off yeah, the they ball. Are. How about a win over uh, the Tulsa Drillers last night? Tulsa's the Dodgers farm team. 13-5. to Springfield wins it, hitting the ball all over the lot. The, uh, the two kids who are up there, Mason Wynn at shortstop, a very big night, and Jordan Walker, a very big night. He had a home run in the game. He was two for five. Win was three for four. Another good pitching performance. Hey, this team is pretty doggone good. They're playing very well here in the second half. They've come together. And you've got guys who are rooting for each other out there. Yes, it is double-A baseball. And yes, the guys are trying to make it to the big time. But they still want to win. And they are winning right now. If I can throw in a personal standpoint, we'll have the game tonight, the Friday night game, on KY3 this evening beginning at 7 o'clock. But, folks, if you get a chance to get out there, do it because it's fun baseball to watch and a fun time, and they have the fireworks tonight. And if you can be there when Ned's there, it's even more <laughs> fun. All right. Well, speaking of which, last night Ned and I did some drinking. We were at our Chiefs happy hour thanks to the uh, – Blue Room Comedy Club for hosting it and all of our sponsors. Uh, we had a great time. Brought down Dane and Hughes, former wide receiver, part of the uh, Chiefs Radio Network, now with Mitch. Of course, Mitch was here. Great insights from these guys, as always, man. And the governor of the state was of here. Of course, Governor Parsons was here. It was, it was, and your buddy, Larry Numbers, former Larry uh, Numbers. NFL referee and official. Uh, it was a packed house. I thought it was great. It was. It was a really good time. A lot of give and take. And like I was explaining to uh, Mike, uh, you see a totally, with, with Dane and Hughes down here, you saw a totally different take in your assessment of the team. Mitch, Mitch Holdus, the 29-year veteran broadcaster. God, he's going on 30 years now. As the, Don't be surprised you got him beat big time. Well, I'm older than he is <laughs> by a long shot. But over and above that, he is the tub thumper. He's yeah. in there, hey, the Chiefs are blah, blah, and so forth. We're gonna win. And they may. I think they will. I think they'll have a very good team. Danon gives you the player's standpoint. And while he is pro-Chiefs, of course, he gives you more of a an actual insight as to what the players are going through and how they think. Uh, I really felt it a very interesting conversation. I think the audience found it that mm-hmm. way, too. Had some good uh, give and take from the audience as well. <laughs> the one guy... Uh, who you interviewed down there, Mike, said something to the effect that I, I, I need 
I need closure. I need closure from the <laughs> yeah from the AFC Championship game last night or last year. Yeah, yeah, or earlier this year. Um, back to what you're talking about, Danon. Though he he said something really early on about he goes, you know, you, you look at bankers and guys that play the stock market, and they look at the market differently than most people do. Like you and I, we're like, oh, this goes up, this goes down. They see things that are happening that we don't see because they're in it all the time, and that's how he watches the game. He sees it that way. He is a banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's he's a very intelligent uh, intelligent young man but again it was a great time we'll definitely be doing it again next year and uh, we should have video of the whole thing up uh, either later today or sometime hopefully over the weekend I'll tell you what I told Danan uh, to before the whole event began he is a banker and I said Danan I look at the stock market because that's where a lot of my savings are in the stock market not that they're all that great but what it, savings? It's, it's a beautiful red, but it sure as hell ain't Chiefs red, and I want it green. <laughs> and that's when he just walked away and started talking to someone else because uh, you're out of here, you, know, man. you can't help anybody. <laughs> Dad, you have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Sure.